Have you ever had a dream you could do what you want to do? Nothing without demands. So let's make 
Cancel all student dates. Instead, we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Hi there, I'm Christopher Prince. <laughs> and I wanted to offer some suggestions to Americans. Topic of Clarence Thomas and the five other Supreme Court justices who, in my opinion, should be removed from office. They should be impeached, charged with corruption and perjury. The line in the and here AOC's rights. And one thing we can do is support AOC's call for Clarence Thomas's resolution to post on the Department of Justice every single day. In the past, I used to write hundreds of letters to me, nothing ever got published. And I blame that on my corporate media monopoly, where our corporations own all of our media. But anyway, the Supreme Court. Okay, the lighter. I guess criticizing Biden clears all the Trump humpers out of my comment section. Ha ha ha. Trump humpers. They fucking agree with that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Just want everybody to know that TikTok is deleting all my comments that you leave here. Even laughing emoji, exclamation point. Yeah, I saw a couple laughing comments in my filter, and when I approved them, they disappeared. Huh. GFY, TikTok fucking Nazis. <laughs> better, better delete that, just, uh, they're not on delete, they might give you a... They might, uh, do what, what can they do worse? DHS and Pima Sheriffs are also censoring my every word. Which is a crime, that's perjury. They all committed perjury. Instead, instead we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Hi there, I'm Christopher Prince. <laughs> and I wanted to offer some suggestions to Americans. Topic of Clarence Thomas and the five other Supreme Court justices who, in my opinion, should be removed from office. They should be impeached, charged with corruption and perjury. The line in the earth and here AOC's rights and one thing we can do is support AOC's call for Clarence Thomas's 
suggested, but 11 people calling all three branches of government every day and calling for, well, making demands. Frederick Douglass said, power concedes nothing without demands. So let's make some demands. He also states, agitates, agitates. Well, that would have been British accent, but at any rate, that's uh, one thing we can do to clean up this room for the land. And I've called upon Biden many, many times. Old man Brandon, pick up the phone. If I were president, I would have picked up the phone a long time ago. Instead of throwing all women under the bus, it's inaction. And my judgment is jealous of presidents for Biden. So all your right-wing nuts can love me for that. Anyway, expand the courts. I don't understand why we're even having to talk about this. Joe Biden, you need to uh, get up your uh, bum and do your freaking job as president. Because I'm running. This is BS about the student loans. I would double down. Student dance. Instead, we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Hi there, I'm Christopher Prince. I think that's a brilliant political and strategy. And I want to double down. Cancel all the Instead, we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Cunts would want to, uh, would want to boost my shit, or, you know, they'd be happy. They might like my shit. <laughs> um, and interact positively and not, uh scrumming me and shutting me shutting me down shutting me down TikTok is deleting comments people leave in my comment section to make it look like I have zero All my content tank! Exclamation point. Piss off the censors at DHS and Pima Sheriffs! Exclamation point. Share my shit, bitches! Christopher Prince. <laughs> and I wanted to offer some suggestions to Americans. Topic of Clarence Thomas and the five other Supreme Court justices who, in my opinion, should be removed. ASU Young Dams. Oh, here we go. We're going to town. I hope they will let me send it out. Stop fascism. Women Camping Network. Pro Choice Women. Larry Mack. KLPX. Type of times, no jail deaths, our ruling elites, Arizona Dems, post opinions. Oops, I'm doing rescue life, I don't need to do that. Al Franken, there we go. Huff Post Women, University of Arizona, Young Dems, Politico, CNN Politics. Wonder if it's going to go through. Sometimes it won't let me um, 
you know, failed to deliver Dan Goldman Women's March Action Cold News Now, uh, now this politics unarmed black so I actually get the best response um, most interaction from unarmed black probably my number one supporter by just like fucking liking my comments thanks for that send him or her a personal message just I think that's great it's one of my allies online invisible allies that and uh, the New York NWPC thanks for forwarding some of my posts on Twitter. Netflix is a joke, Fruity Feminist, Comedy Hood Central, Young Dance, Washington Post, Arizona's Family, Smish Morton, 101 Tempe, Improv, MTV, Variety, A La Volta Magazine, Rolling Stone, New York Times Magazine, Democrats, Daily Show, Let's see if this is going through, Trista. It might be fucking... fucking wasted. Which is what they want. They want me to waste my time and uh, fail to deliver. POTUS, News Hour, Michael Cohen, Style, Women's March. Okay. So far, it looks like it's going through. Requests. One request. Eric Kessner, some fucking mm, porn video or something. Should report them. Spam. Spam, 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 spam. Breaking most privileged motherfuckers on the planet have decided that historically disadvantaged people can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Well said. Bravo. Bravo, Bravo well, well said. said. LOL. Bravo. Brava. Brava. I'm, I'm, as presidential candidate 2024, I am calling for all six of them to be removed and charged with perjury and corruption. Something going on? You better check your chickens. Check your chickens. this 35 to 40 more criminal counts and <laughs> get this 35 to 40 more Criminal charges. 
coming down the pike for all diaper dine. Nah. Popcorn. Follow. Or. Upload short. Okay, Trump about to get hit with more charges and sinks to new law legal AF. As we learned that the grand jury investigating Trump's document theft that voted to indict him continues to issue subpoenas and investigate more of Donald Trump's crimes relating to his willful retention and transmission of national defense information. And this just in from earlier today, a weekend bombshell. The Washington Post is reporting that Donald Trump had called former Arizona Governor Doug Ducey yeah, in late 2020 to overturn uh -huh. the state's presidential yeah, election right results. Arizona's election results is being described as a dry Even run for Trump's later call along to with the that. Secretary of State of Georgia, Brad Raffensperger, That's to surprising. find him the votes or else. But no, anyway? Brad Raffensperger met with Special Counsel Jack Smith this himself. week as well. Just this days. week we learned that huh. Rudy Giuliani, Trump's personal attorney, entered into a cooperation agreement with Jack Smith, nah. known as a proper agreement where Giuliani, nah. it appears, agreed to tell Jack Smith everything nah. about Donald Trump's conduct and crimes. That's, that's, that's what a proper agreement is. So if you are keeping track of cooperating co-conspirators from the past, agreement is. So if you are everything about peers agreed to tell proper agreement with Giuliani, it appears agreed to tell Jack Smith every proper agreement where Giuliani it Proper agreement where Giuliani, it appears, agreed to tell Jack Smith. Proper agreement where Giuliani, it appears, agreed to tell Jack
gonna tell Jack Smith everything. Follow. It says they always put fallouts. Follow. Follow for updates. Popcorn. Popcorn. from the past week who have spoken with special counsel Jack Smith in the other criminal investigation into Trump's 2020 election interference water and burn, the water cuts, Here we go. Giuliani, Trump's personal attorney, Mark Meadows, Trump's former chief of staff, Michael Roman, Trump's former head of election day operations who ran Trump's criminal fake elector scheme. And that's just the tip of the iceberg because we can even talk about people like former vice president Mike Pence. Also, three investors in the Trump SPAC, known as Digital World Acquisition Company, including one board member, have been indicted for insider trading. Nice. In the pub, told you so, insider trading in the public company that is trying to merge with Trump's social media company or whatever the heck Trump is even calling that thing. We at Legal AF have been all over this. We've been saying since day one of the announcement of Digital World Acquisition Company, they were doing everything improperly when it comes to SPACs. We raised the red flag of insider trading, and I think we can expect more moves from the Department of Justice and the SEC as well in the near future. The Manhattan District Attorney was in federal court this week battling Trump's lawyers, attempting to get the criminal case, Trump's lawyers that is, were attempting to get the criminal case against Trump. Uh, where 34 felony counts for falsification of business records were brought against Donald Trump in state court, Trump's lawyers wanted that removed to federal court. And the federal judge in the Southern District of New York who heard oral arguments this week that lasted a little bit over two hours and 30 minutes. There he is, federal judge Alvin Ellerstein. Ellerstein was not buying what Trump's lawyers were selling. And it looks like from oral argument, as we predicted here, that case is going to be pursued in New York State Court only, and the judge is going to issue a remand, but we will see. And finally, the right-wing-controlled United States Supreme Court issued some horrific rulings in six to three opinions back to back to back this week. Remember, there are six right-wing justices who make up the majority of the court, and in these rulings, businesses can discriminate against minorities under the First Amendment, they claim. Diversity can't be a factor at all in college admissions and President Biden's student debt cancellation program was struck down. We'll break it down for you in a way you can understand and let's talk about what we can do about it. Both, both, both. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Popak. Different background for me today. I decided to maybe just get out of that same room that, that, that I'm in, or I was forced out of the room. Um, you got to do something, uh, go somewhere else, Ben. <laughs> so, enjoying the fourth at a different location, but enjoying the fourth with you, Michael Popak, in this fourth weekend with all of the legal A efforts. 
Happy fourth weekend, I agree. And uh, we have a lot to talk about. It's going to be the return of the Popak Porter Board. <laughs> talk about some of the things that you outlined related to cooperation. But let's dive right into that superseding yeah, indictment because that makes my that makes me tingly all over to talk about another 45 or so counts against Donald Trump and the location of all that. Daniel, you want to hit it off and then I'll look. Oh, anything that makes you tingly and <laughs> makes me tingly and then makes all all the legal AFers tingly. I mean, yeah. look, it was big news. It was written by, uh, in a report by The Independent and essentially corroborated in a way by the New funny. York Times because the Times reported that the grand jury that voted to indict Donald Trump is continuing to issue subpoenas, um, meaning they're still investigating other crimes committed by Donald Trump, right? So if we think, oh, well, that grand jury voted to indict, they're done. They're not. Their work is actually still continuing um, and then we learn that Jack Smith may be considering other counts against Donald Trump and look we know for yeah. example that a lot of criminal conduct was committed at Bedminster Donald Trump has not yet been charged with any criminal count relating to the transmission of the uh, classified information or in this case as it relates to the Espionage Act National Defense uh, Information but we know he did it we know that's criminal meaning that there is potential jurisdiction in New Jersey. That's the situs of those crimes. And in this report by The Independent, they're talking about it could be 35 to 40 more criminal counts. Um, if certain counts are brought in other jurisdictions, there is a potential. I don't want to get everybody's hopes up, though, but there is a potential that another case could be brought in an area where Judge Eileen Patton would not be the judge. Her jurisdiction is Florida, Southern District of Florida specifically. So a crime that takes place in New Jersey could go in front of a New Jersey federal uh, judge if a case is brought there. Um, but look, this was really big news. Michael Popak, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think it's, um, we always were waiting on the other indictments coming out of the other grand juries related to Jan 6th, related to the fake elector scandal and scheme and all of that. But this is now really hard and definitive reporting. And the 35 to 40 more counts will really fall into a number of categories that we can expect. A new set of defendants. And we're going to talk a lot about Rudy Giuliani on this podcast. You take nothing away from this podcast. It's that Giuliani is in serious legal jeopardy, and despite him having testified, given a proffer, we'll talk about that in the overlapping next segment, he's likely to be prosecuted by Jack Smith, not just by Fawny Willis in Fulton County. And the other, of course, key to all of these additional counts, the person that was in every room that matters, Mark Meadows, We'll talk about him in the cooperation section of this segment. So we've got more people that will be indicted as part of the superseding indictment. And I say you look for Giuliani there. You may see Boris Epstein, another lawyer, uh -huh. earned criminal traitor, uh, alleged that Jack Smith will go after. <laughs> and you'll see more crimes. Even more in serious crimes than the ones that have already been charged against Donald Trump, including for conspiracy to do other bad things. As you said, Ben, and teased in the opening, there are, we know there's investigative areas that they've gotten with witness testimony and evidence concerning that didn't show up in the first indictment. Apps in the surveillance video and why there were missing surveillance video at Mar-a-Lago. Bedmin, the whole Bedminster issue, yes, it was mentioned about the 
uh, the uh, showing of the documents, the Iranian war documents and maps and nuclear codes and things, uh, nuclear records at Bedminster at least twice. But there's a whole Bedminster wing of the indictment that was missing from the original indictment. We expect to see it in the superseding indictment. And just to clarify, superseding indictment, you know, it's a fancy word for saying an amended indictment. It's an, it's an indictment that replaces the first indictment, has many of the same, could have the entire same set of facts and counts, but is rewritten and revised to add people and or, as defendants, and or to counts. There's also been reporting and leaks, of course, coming from Jack Smith's office, I'm sure, that there are other Trump recordings which that were not mentioned in the indictment in which he's showing off materials from Mar-a-Lago, including to his campaign manager, Susie Wiles. So I expect to see named and unnamed new co-defendants besides just Walt Mauda in the next superseding indictment that's going to come out with Giuliani trying to save himself. Um, we'll talk about it. I think he's cooked. I think he gets indicted, yeah. and whether he can cut a deal, that's different. But this proffer that he gave, we'll talk about that in the next segment, um, is not, I don't think, is going to be enough to save him. Meadows, different story because of the number of rooms that Meadows was in uh, that he may be able to um, limit the amount of crimes that he's charged with, but I don't think he's scot-free either. In terms of venue, which you touched on, there's also a debate in the, in the Department of Justice about where to file the superseding indictment or multiple indictments. They, they, they knew they had a good one in four chance of getting Eileen Cannon when they filed in West and checked the box for West Palm Beach because she's one of only four judges that possibly could get it. So they rolled the dice and they got it. They were prepared for her and they have been prepared for her. Um, but they may not want to do that again. District of New Jersey covers all of New Jersey and Bedminster could be for the Bedminster related uh, claims. Um, back to D.C. There's been a parallel grand jury and grand juries related to Mar-a-Lago and other, other things. It's also a natural place for it. So they're going to be able to figure out if they can get away from Canon, if they need to get away from Canon, and do a little bit of um, and do a little bit of venue shopping themselves to see where they want to put these things. But this is not going to be something you and I are going to have to talk about like all summer. Somewhere in the next three to four to five weeks, and maybe even before Fawny Willis's end July, beginning of August, you're going to see. We believe. We're going to see the superseding indictment. And he's got the support. Because when we go through that list, that's one of the things my, my uh, whiteboard is going to do. We go through that list of cooperating and involuntary and voluntary witnesses, people who had no choice to go before the grand jury, and then the cooperating witnesses who are trying to cut their own deal to save their hide. See, I don't think what special counsel Jack Smith is doing, though, at all is kind of venue shopping or judge shopping, right? To me, that's what Donald Trump does when he is actually filing cases in jurisdictions where they don't belong. Like, special counsel Jack Smith is proving, I think to a lot of our chagrin, that he's kind of doing the exact opposite by filing it in the Southern District of Florida 
even knowing that if you file it in the Southern District of Florida and then file it in the West Palm Beach County Division, because that has a link with Fort Pierce, that's why it was actually a one in four chance. And just so people know how confusing and complicated that is, and I think the reporting was that Jack Smith's team actually had to call up the clerk to find out that that was the case because there is kind of unique procedures local procedures within the districts themselves um, that have, you know, how these specific judges are, are ultimately are ultimately selected. And so even Jack Smith had to get that clarity. But to me, if a crime's committed in Bedminster, that's where the case belongs under Supreme Court precedent. If a crime is committed in Washington, D.C., that's where the case belongs. So I think Jack Smith was just, look, first we're going to charge the gravamon, the bulk of the crimes in the Southern District of Florida, and then we're going to bring them. Um, we have other crimes as well that we could uh, charge uh, Donald Trump with. Let's talk about Rudy Giuliani, though. This is big news this week. You talked about it. You teased it. Um, what did you say at the, at the outset of the show? It gives you the tingly feelings. <laughs> I think uh, you know this must give you some tingly feelings as well. Um, but all kidding aside, look, Rudy Giuliani cooperating with special counsel Jack Smith and then kind of bragging about it, right? I mean, Giuliani was reposting and retweeting the news that he sat for this voluntary interview with special counsel Jack Smith. It was always reported that Giuliani had said things like he has an insurance policy out against Donald Trump. We've been reporting here kind of bad story after bad story about Rudy Giuliani. Good for justice, bad for Rudy Giuliani, for example. Uh, he got sanctioned last week in the Ruby Freeman Shamos defamation case where uh, Giuliani will probably have hundreds of thousands of dollars in sanctions. And that's not even the fact that he's going to lose that case and probably owe Ruby Freeman and Shamos millions of dollars. And it will be non-dischargeable in bankruptcy given that it's an intentional tort. So it's not like he could discharge it in bankruptcy. They're going to have a judgment against Giuliani for the rest of Giuliani's life. And in my opinion. So he's in very bad shape. <laughs> he's at his weakest point. He's probably played his final hands and now meeting with special counsel Jack Smith. So Popak, walk us through, like, what's a proper agreement? Yeah. Explain that it provides a limited immunity, but if yeah. there's stuff that the prosecutors have independent of what they learn at this meeting, they can charge somebody for that, you know, for that. And if someone yeah. lies during the proper session, they could be charged with that. And if they don't tell the full truth, if they omit even a tiny detail in a proper session, the whole proper session, then any immunity that attached to it becomes void. So break that down. Well, well, well in your question, you've answered it. But let me let me explain the different levels no, my of problem. Of problem. <laughs> You're like, Popak, explain to me exactly, and then I'll explain it to you in the question. So, but but let me but let me break down the different types of proper. I think that's also very interesting for our audience because all proffers and immunity deals are not created equal and we have things called proffer and immunity deals which are sort of the same thing there's transactional immunity there's use immunity we sometimes call use immunity queen for a day immunity and they're there's they're they're the same things then there's deferred and non-prosecution agreements these are all the things that the defense can try to negotiate with the Department of Justice or prosecutors in order to try to limit as best they can criminal exposure for their particular client. If they're 
if they're successful at the, at, if you're doing this on a continuum, on the far end of the continuum, they're completely successful. They get full immunity for their for their defendant for their client, and the, and the client can just testify at will because he already has a deal that he won't be prosecuted for that crime. And once I lay this out, I'm going to tell you where I think various people fit along this continuum. At the far opposite end of that extreme, if we're talking about proffers and immunities, is the queen for a day use immunity, which is what, um, Ben, you just described, which is, come in, give us a statement under oath. Whatever you tell us, as long as it's the truth and you don't lie to us, because that's a separate crime, but if you don't lie to us and you're fulsome, you're complete, you're honest, fulsome. don't nice. hold back, we believe you're being honest and fulsome nice and not words. lying to us, then whatever you tell us, we can't use directly against you to prosecute you for a crime. Although if we independently develop that same evidence, you're not free from criminal exposure. And that's all on the, on the scale so far. Then we'll talk about those different types of prosecution agreements that can be reached after a proffer. For Rudy Giuliani, he's at the minimum queen for a day. Come mm -hmm. talk to us. If we like what you told us, great. We're still evaluating you. I'm mm -hmm. sure they've told him he's a target. As a target of the investigation, not a witness, changes that dynamic between uh, prosecutors and defense counsel and come, t and come talk to us about it. Yeah, Rudy's made some tweets, but generally he's been sort of quiet about it because they're still trying to work a deal. And, and the reporting from inside the Department of Justice uh -huh. that you, you and I, Ben, have seen suggests that despite him coming in for the queen for a day last week, he's still on the hit list to be prosecuted. And that, in other words, it wasn't good enough. So the, step one is come talk to us. We'll give you limited immunity. Step two is we'll evaluate whether we're going to prosecute you or not. And if we are, we may defer prosecution, depending on other things. We may agree to not prosecute you. It depends on your, what we need you for, your level of cooperation, and the crimes that are at stake. Meadows on that continuum also, we know, cut a deal. I mean, he's been very uh, absent from any media. and We haven't seen him at all. He is definitely cooperating. If he's, if he's been given more than queen for a day, meaning more than use immunity, we don't quite know that yet. Well, I don't think he's been given full immunity. I think he's still got criminal liability and exposure, but we don't know exactly. But, but regardless of the, the inside baseball about immunity deals and proffers and all that, you have, from a Trump standpoint, you've got Giuliani, who was, you know, let's just talk about the things he was involved with at the highest level, direct connection to Donald Trump, right? He's involved with fake electors. He's involved with the Willard Hotel and the command center on Jan 6. He's a direct link to John Eastman and all of the clinging to power fake elector work. He connects to Sidney Powell. He connects to Steve Bannon and Michael Flynn in the Willard Hotel. Um, he connects to Boris Epstein. So Giuliani is one of the crown jewels if they can get him to testify truthfully on all of these all of these matters as the leader of the litigation, the failed litigation to try to stop uh, the peaceful transfer of power. So that's him. Meadows, I talk about being in all the all the wrong rooms for him. He's involved with Georgia interference, the fake electors, 
the depart using the Department of Justice and Jeffrey Clark and and John Eastman and uh, and uh, other people there to try to uh, use the Department of Justice to weaponize them to keep Trump in power. He's involved with fake electors. He's I mean he there's not a he's involved with Jan Six and the organizing on the ellipse of the speech. Burning you know, Donald Trump, uh, burn, that he's got his own problems, burning documents and election fraud and voting fraud being first among them. So you can imagine that the if I'm getting a tingling feeling, the, the mm -hmm. prosecution is salivating over the prospect of having Mark Meadows and Rudy Giuliani both testify against um, against him. And then, as you said earlier, Ben, there's a bunch of people. I want to separate this, too who have testified or provided evidence, both voluntary and involuntary, that are all piling up on Donald Trump, right? Uh -huh. uh, you, you outlined some of them at the beginning of-, of Yeah, we have Michael story. Roman, for example, who was his head of election day operations, right. and Roman was responsible for the fake elector scheme, right? So Roman connects with Eastman and Epstein and Giuliani as well, basically going state to state, finding MAGA Republican sympathizers in state legislatures and saying, hey, why don't we put your name on a fake elector certificate and let's submit that to Pence. And then guess what? We're going to have all our Republican buddies in Congress object to the real elector certificates. And then we're going to try to pressure Pence to say, aha, I've got two certificates here. I got this one. Wait, wait. I got this one. It says Trump one. I guess I'm going to go with the one that said Trump one. That was their plan. The criminal. He cut the deal. He, we, there, it's been reported. We reported two weeks ago that he was going in. But now there's new reporting from two days yep. ago. He cut the Brofford deal. So so he's done. So you got this group of voluntary people against Donald Trump. Giuliani, Meadows, Michael Roman, you know, his number two, two GOP officials from Nevada involved with the fake elector scandal, two other fake electors. And then you've got this group of involuntary, you know, uh, the involuntary people who rather not but had to. So you got Pat Chip Cipollone, who, who was the in-house White House counsel, got stripped of his attorney-client privilege, or Donald Trump did. He had to testify. Evan Corcoran, the lawyer for Donald Trump, also. Alina Haba had to go in and testify. Nah. Christina Bob, the lawyer for mm -hmm. Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, had to go in and testify. And then you've got Operation Coconut. <laughs> Ready for that one, Ben? Oh, I'm ready for Operation. I was born ready for Operation Coconut. <laughs> so you got Operation, let me get this on the screen. You got Operation Coconut, which is the phones that have been picked up by the Department of Justice of lawyers at the at the heart of this, uh, of the heart of all this. Eastman's phone, John Eastman, the absent-minded professor who's the person who created the fake electors uh, scheme. Jeffrey Clark inside the Department of Justice, who was organizing the coup and using the Department of Justice. His right hand, Mr. Kulikowski, Mr. Epstein, I want to talk about Epstein in a minute, and Cleta Mitchell, all lawyers whose phones have been picked up in Operation Coconut. That's the Department of Justice's word for it, not mine, although I like it. Uh, and so they've been sifting through all of the text messages and emails among all of these lawyers. They've gotten permission to do that from the various courts that have been involved. And that then connects the dots back to people like Michael Roman on the ground on the fake elector scandal um, and Jenna Ellis and Rudy Giuliani, the lawyers you know, in the streets bringing these crazy lawsuits that all failed challenging the election. And so 
The other person in the takeaway for me on this on this edition of the uh, of the legal AF is Rudy Giuliani is in tremendous jeopardy and will likely be indicted despite his proffer. That's what I that's what I think. Boris Epstein, who is in every room and it still shows up at criminal proceedings and arraignments of Donald Trump. He, he is connected to almost every major event that we've outlined in the indictment and in the coming indictments through grand jury. You okay, Yet, he has not gone in and cooperated, as far as we know. We have pretty good sources on all these things that, that follow these things. And it's mentioned time and time again every time there is a, a criminal scheme or allegation that we think is being focused on by a grand jury. Boris Epstein's name pops up. I think in a superseding indictment, we're going to see Boris Epstein. And speaking yeah. of superseding indictments, I'll just put a little footnote here as well. I'm all about footnotes on this episode. <laughs> put a little footnote here as well. I'm curious to see if there will be any superseding indictments against George Santos and the other... All these mega people are just criminals. Um, George Santos, who's being criminally prosecuted out of the Eastern District of New York. There was a court hearing that was actually held on... Friday that really hasn't been getting a lot of attention. That's why I wanted to talk about it right here. And at the hearing, prosecutors said they have more than 80,000 pages of evidence against George Santos during that hearing. The next hearing that George Santos has to appear on is September 7th. I want to talk about the breaking news from earlier uh, in uh, in the day as well. I love when there's breaking news on the weekend, especially when it's bad news for Donald Trump and it's 4th of <laughs> July. You know, that, that, that just makes, that gives me the tingly Popakian feeling as, as well. And we're learning that the then Arizona Governor Doug Ducey received similar phone calls to the types of phone calls uh, that Donald Trump then made to Brad Raffensperger threatening him to find votes or else. This was a bombshell report from Washington Post I want to talk about that, but want to wish Jordy, the co-founder of the Midas Touch Network, a happy birthday. Did you know today is Jordy's birthday? Big birthday for Jordy. Happy B-Day, Jordy. Um, And we're going to see Jordy right now in a second right here on Legal AF. And I want to say this, though. So Alex Anani, who's our sponsor, I don't know if you know this, Popak, I worked, I did legal work for Alex Anani. And, um, you know, and, and have that personal connection to this company. So to now see on our podcast the fact that Alex and Ani is back and it is and they are advertising on Legal AF is a really cool thing. You, to you see. obviously don't know this either. I did work for them, too. <laughs> we all did work for Alex. And it, it, it's, it, it's great stuff. It's great to see that Alex and Ani's back. And people may be wondering in the chat, well, these Jack Smith emojis. They're fantastic. How do I get the Legal AF emojis, the Jack Smith emojis, all these emojis? Become a member of our YouTube page. Hit that dollar sign on the bottom. You can get memberships to other people. Get memberships for yourself. Request to receive gifts. Look, we don't have outside investors. That's how we grow this network, and it's a fun way to all participate. I'd love to see everybody in the chat with the Midas Touch Legal AF badges um, and everybody doing the emojis. We'll be right back with some big, big news after this quick break. Jewelry is having a big moment right now, and with hundreds of products popping up in your feed every day, it can be hard to find a brand new truck. Alex and Ani has been creating meaningful jewelry for over 20 years, designing pieces that connect you with all of life's important moments.
fast forward that shit. Where is it? Where's it coming? <clears throat> They're coming from people close to Doug Ducey. They're coming from people who know the dirt on Susan Wiles. It's probably someone from DeSantis's campaign on charms from your wrist to your elbow. This piece is an icon for a reason. Completely size inclusive, each bracelet is adorned with a symbol. Back that quick? No, I went, I, went, I went to turn to grab something for the next segment. I was like, are we on live? Is this us? You, you, we'll, 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 you never know when we're live. It's boom, boom. All right, so let's talk about Doug Ducey, then governor of Arizona, um, seems to have received a similar call uh, that Brad Raffensperger, Secretary of State of Georgia, find me 11,780 votes or else, Brad, bad things are going to happen to you, Raffensperger. I, I, I know people who can do bad things to you. And then Donald Trump goes, there was nothing wrong with that call because nobody yelled at me and threw ketchup at my face. It's like, okay, not everybody's a maniac. When you listen to the call, Raffensperger in Georgia is saying to Donald Trump, okay, what you're telling me to do is wrong and unlawful and you don't understand what happened there but doug ducey was apparently telling some uh, donors of his and those individuals are speaking uh to the press as well and, and look what seems to be taking place you know you mentioned earlier susan wiles who we now learned for example was that employee referenced in the indictment uh there were those two incidents where trump showed classified information to people there was the one where he was showing classified information to mark meadows ghostwriters liz harrington donald trump's spokesperson uh, Margot Martin and others were those people identified there. In that second incident in July or August of 2021, the PAC representative, Susan Wiles, we learned that she has, uh, she at the time was working for a public communications company or a communications firm that had uh, clients from China, you know, Donald Trump, it's all projection, big clients from China who the Senate was investigating for trying to like hack into American people's phones and things like that. But look, the reason I mention that and relate it to Doug Ducey is these sources are coming from Republicans, right? They're coming from people close to Doug Ducey. They're coming from people who know the dirt on Susan Wiles. It's probably someone from DeSantis's campaign on the Susan Wiles side because Wiles used to work at the DeSantis campaign before she was poached by the Trump campaign. But there is a concerted effort to get this information out now, which also leads me to believe if we're hearing about this stuff publicly, imagine what special counsel Jack Smith's team is getting fed to him. That's why I think when the indictment on election interference comes out, I predicted it was going to be hundreds and hundreds of counts, uh, but it's going to be like the indictment in the class. If you thought the indictment in the classified information that stole stealing national defense info case was a bombshell. Okay, this election interference is going to be massive. And look for the money laundering, campaign finance violation, and wire fraud charges to stack up in there as well. Popak, thoughts on Doug Ducey? And then we got to talk about the Trump SPAC inside trading scandal. Yeah, that SPAC's never closing, by the way. He's never going to get that $1.3 billion. We'll talk about that next. And that 35 to 45 counts, to be clear, that's going to come probably more out of the Mar-a-Lago document issue and a superseding indictment. There's still bigger, bigger indictments in the hundreds that you just mentioned that will probably come out of 
all those conspiracy and interference and grifting and money laundering, wire fraud, all that. Lucy just demonstrates for me that we know about, we know about three states in which Donald Trump made a phone call and there is evidence of it, either a recording or testimony from the participant in the phone call. Georgia, Nevada, Arizona now. So that indicates to me, this is my Popak cockroach theory. When you see a cockroach in your kitchen, unfortunately, you don't have one cockroach. You have a lot of cockroaches. You only see them one at a time. There's not just three phone calls by Donald Trump. We've just heard about three phone calls from Donald Trump. Jack Smith and his team have other recordings, other witnesses, other phone calls for Donald Trump. It's being spoon-fed out in leaks um, because we're seeing witnesses come in and go and that type of thing. But I, I am reasonably confident that there are more people who have participated in phone conversations with Donald Trump that will support crime charges against him than even you and I are able to talk about on the 4th of July weekend. And as you said, many of them, many of them will be Republican because he was trying to get Republican state house leadership at the governor level, the secretary of state level, the speaker of the house level in every state of the five or six battleground states that he needed to run the table on and convince. This is just how ludicrous this was as a plan. Talk about a plan that was doomed to failure. Even he had a he was so far behind Joe Biden. He had to get five states to flip or more. In order to do that, he had to get in a conspiracy five sets of state house officials, GOP, Republican Party officials, to go along with his scheme, both fake elector and otherwise, to interfere with the election and throw it back to the states. The chances of that happening, as you can as we know now, and doing it without committing a crime, was zero. Was zilch. And that's how delusional. Uh, Donald Trump was at the time, and on the on the uh, your, your your comment, I always love when you do Donald Trump impersonations. The other side didn't object. It was a perfectly perfect phone call. Yeah, except in the case of Georgia and at least one other place, they hit record while they were on the phone call because there's recordings of these phone calls. How many times in your life, Ben, have you had a perfectly fine phone call with somebody in your life, but you decided you also needed to hit record while you were doing it? I would venture to say not none, <laughs> but these people do because they realize, holy, holy schmagoli, as we said last week, Donald Trump is holy schmagoli. I got tingly feelings. In I got tingly feelings. <laughs> this is where yeah, my, when you oh, hockey and language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's eventually just going to be gibberish and just you and I laughing hysterically during podcasts. But the holy schmagoli moment is the people are on the other end of these phone calls. And they're like, holy shit, I'm getting, I'm getting extorted by the president of the United States to throw an election to him. That doesn't, that sounds wrong. Let me hit record. Um, and that's been happening time and time. And then he's... Then
never had a dream you could do what you want to do.
Day. Instead, we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Hi there, I'm Christopher Prince. <laughs> and I wanted to offer some suggestions to Americans. Topic of Clarence Thomas and the five other Supreme Court justices who, in my opinion, should be removed from office. They should be impeached, charged with corruption and perjury. The line in the and here AOC is right. And one thing we can do is support AOC's call for Clarence Thomas's resignation. We <laughs> post on the Department of Justice every single day. In the past, I used to write hundreds of letters to me, nothing ever got published. And I blame that on my corporate media monopoly, where our corporations own all of our media. But anyway, the Supreme Court. Okay, the lighter. I guess criticizing Biden clears all the Trump humpers out of my comment section. Ha ha ha. Trump humpers. They fucking agree with that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Just want everybody to know that TikTok is deleting all my comments that you leave here. Even laughing emoji, exclamation point. Yeah, I saw a couple laughing comments in my filter, and when I approved them, they disappeared. Huh. GFY, TikTok fucking Nazis. <laughs> better, better delete that, just, uh, they're not on delete, they might give you a... They might, uh, do what, what can they do worse? DHS and Pima Sheriffs are also censoring my every word. Which is a crime, that's perjury. They all committed perjury. Instead, instead we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Yeah. Hi there, I'm Christopher Prince. <laughs> and I wanted to offer some suggestions to Americans. Topic of Clarence Thomas and the five other Supreme Court justices who, in my opinion, should be removed from office. They should be impeached, charged with... with Corruption and perjury. The line in the earth, and here AOC is right. And one thing we can do is support AOC's call for Clarence Thomas's 
explicitly posts on the Department of Justice every single day. In the past, I used to write hundreds of letters to me, nothing ever got published. And I blame that on my corporate media monopoly, whereby four corporations own all of our media. But anyway, the Supreme Court. Okay, they lied under oath, which is a crime, that's perjury. They all committed perjury to get confirmed information here. They lied under oath that will be weighed with settled law. Sorry, stasis. Six justices who should be charged with perjury. So we know what to do. Let's do it. Did you know that 11 people, well, for the majority, 60% of all the complaints against banning books, which have succeeded in banning all kinds of books across the country, full. So if just 11 people call the Justice Department, call all three branches of government, that's another big suggestion. But 11 people calling all three branches of government every day and calling for... Well, making demands. Frederick Douglass said, power concedes nothing without demands. So let's make some demands. He also states, agitates, agitates. Well, not with British accents, but at any rate, that's uh, one thing we can do to clean up the Supreme Court. The land. And I've called upon Biden many, many times. Old man Brandon, pick up the phone. I were president. I would have picked up the phone a long time ago instead of throwing all women under the bus. This inaction and my judgment jealous of presidents for Biden. So all you right wing nuts can love me for that. Anyway, expand courts. I don't understand why we're even having to talk about this. Joe Biden, you need to uh, get up your uh, fun and do your freaking job as president because I'm running. This is BS about the student loans out of double down. Instead, we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Hi there, I'm Christopher Prince. And I want to loans out of double down. Cancel all student debt. Instead, we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Hi there, I'm Christopher Prince. And I want to offer some suggestions to Americans topic of Clarence Thomas and the five other Supreme Court justices who, in my opinion, should be removed from office. They should be impeached, charged with corruption and perjury for lying the oath and seeing AOC's rights. And one thing we can do is support AOC's call for Clarence Thomas's <laughs> posts on the Department of Justice every single day. In the past, I used to write hundreds of letters to me, nothing ever got published. And I blame that on my corporate media monopoly, whereby four corporations own all of our media. But anyway, the Supreme Court. Okay, they lied under oath, which is a crime, that's perjury. They all committed perjury to get confirmed information here. They lied under oath that will be weighed with settled law. Sorry, stasis. Six justices who should be charged with perjury. So we know what to do. Let's do it. Did you know that 11 people, well, for the majority, 60% of all the complaints against banning books, which have succeeded in banning all kinds of books across the country, full. So if just 11 people call the Justice Department, call all three branches of government, that's another big 
suggesting. But 11 people calling all three branches of government every day and calling for, well, making demands. Frederick Douglass said, power concedes nothing without demands. So let's make some demands. He also states, agitates, agitates. Well, that would have British accent, but at any rate, that's uh, one thing we can do to clean up this room for the land. And I've called upon Biden many, many times. Old man Brandon, pick up the phone. If I were president, I would have picked up the phone a long time ago. Instead of throwing all women under the bus, this inaction. And my judgment is jealous of presidents for Biden. So all you right-wing nuts can love me for that. Anyway, expand courts. I don't understand why we're even having to talk about this. Joe Biden, you need to uh, get up your uh, bum and do your freaking job as president. Because I'm running. This is BS about the student loans. I would double down. Instead, we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Would want to uh, would want to boost my shit, or you know, they'd be happy. They might like my shit. <laughs> um, and interact positively, and not uh, scrumming me. And shutting me, shutting me down, shutting me down. TikTok is deleting comments people leave in my comment section to make it look like I have zero. All my content tank! Exclamation point. Piss off the censors at DHS and Pima Sheriffs! Exclamation point. Share my shit, bitches! Choose different plans. <laughs> and I wanted to offer some suggestions to Americans. Topic of Clarence Thomas and the five other Supreme Court justices who, in my opinion, should be removed. ASU Young Dems, oh, here we go. We're going to town. I hope they will let me send it out. Stop fascism. Women Camping Network. Pro Choice Women. Larry Mack, KLPX. Type of times, no jail deaths, uh, ruling elites, Arizona Dems, post opinions. Oops, undo rescue life. I don't need to do that. Al Franken, there we go. Huff Post Women, University of Arizona, Young Dems, Politico, CNN Politics. Wonder if it's going to go through. Sometimes it won't let me um, 
you know, failed to deliver Dan Goldman Women's March Action Cold News No now this politics on on black. So I actually get the best response. Um, most interaction from unarmed black. Probably my number one supporter by just like fucking liking my comments. Thanks for that. Send him or her a personal message. Just I think that's great. It's one of my allies. Online invisible allies. That and uh, the New York NWPC, thanks for forwarding some of my posts on Twitter. Netflix is a joke, Fruity Feminist, Comedy Hood Central, Young Dunn's, Washington Post, Arizona's Family, Nish Morton, 101 Tempe, Improv, MTV, Variety. A la Volta magazine, Rolling Stone, New York Times magazine, Democrats, Daily Show. Let's see if this is going through, Trista. It might be fucking... fucking wasted. Which is what they want. They want me to waste my time and uh, fail to deliver. POTUS, News Hour, Michael Cohen, Style, Women's March. Okay. So far, it looks like it's going through. Requests. One request. Eric Kessner, some fucking mm, porn video or something. Should report them. Spam. Spam, 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 Breaking most privileged motherfuckers on the planet have decided that historically disadvantaged people can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Well said. Bravo. Bravo, well said. LOL. Bravo. Brava. Brava. I'm, I'm, as presidential candidate 2024, I am calling for all six of them to be removed and charged with perjury and corruption. Something going on? You better check your chickens. Check your chickens. this 35 to 40 more criminal counts and get this 35 to 40 more Criminal charges. 
coming down the pike for old Diaper Dine. Nah. Popcorn. Follow. Or. Upload short. Okay, Trump about to get hit with more charges and sinks to new low legal AF. As we learned that the grand jury investigating Trump's document theft that voted to indict him continues to issue subpoenas and investigate more of Donald Trump's crimes relating to his willful retention and transmission of national defense information. And this just in from earlier today, a weekend bombshell. The Washington Post is reporting that Donald Trump had called former Arizona Governor Doug Ducey yeah, in late 2020 to overturn uh -huh. the state's presidential yeah, election right results. Arizona's election results is being described as a dry Even run for Trump's later call along to with the that. Secretary of State of Georgia, Brad Raffensperger, That's to surprising. find him the votes or else. But no, anyway? Brad Raffensperger met with Special Counsel Jack Smith team this himself. week as well. This, this week we learned that huh. Rudy Giuliani, Trump's personal attorney, entered into a cooperation agreement with Jack Smith, nah. known as a proper agreement where Giuliani, nah. it appears, agreed to tell Jack Smith everything nah. about Donald Trump's conduct and Ooh, crimes. That's, that's what a proper agreement is. So if you are keeping track of cooperating co-conspirators from the past, agreement is. So if you are everything about peers agreed to tell proper agreement where Giuliani, it appears, agreed to tell Jack Smith every proper agreement where Giuliani, it appears. Proper agreement where Giuliani, it appears, agreed to tell Jack Smith. Proper agreement where Giuliani, it appears, agreed to tell Jack
gonna tell Jack Smith everything. Follow. It says they always put fallouts. Follow. Follow for updates. Popcorn. Popcorn. from the past week who have spoken with special counsel Jack Smith in the other criminal investigation into Trump's 2020 election interference and the insurrection. Here we go. Trump's personal attorney, Mark Meadows, Trump's former chief of staff, Michael Roman, Trump's former head of election day operations who ran Trump's criminal fake elector scheme. And that's just the tip of the iceberg because we can even talk about people like former vice president Mike Pence. Also, three investors in the Trump SPAC, known as Digital World Acquisition Company, including one board member, have been indicted for insider trading. Nice. In the pub, told you so, insider trading in the public company that is trying to merge with Trump's social media company or whatever the heck Trump is even calling that thing. We at Legal AF have been all over this. We've been saying since day one of the announcement of Digital World Acquisition Company, they were doing everything improperly when it comes to SPACs. We raised the red flag of insider trading, and I think we can expect more moves from the Department of Justice and the SEC as well in the near future. The Manhattan District Attorney was in federal court this week battling Trump's lawyers, attempting to get the criminal case, Trump's lawyers that is, were attempting to get the criminal case against Trump. Uh, where 34 felony counts for falsification of business records were brought against Donald Trump in state court, Trump's lawyers wanted that removed to federal court. And the federal judge in the Southern District of New York who heard oral arguments this week that lasted a little bit over two hours and 30 minutes. There he is, federal judge Alvin Ellerstein. Ellerstein was not buying what Trump's lawyers were selling. And it looks like from oral argument, as we predicted here, that case is going to be pursued in New York State Court only, and the judge is going to issue a remand, but we will see. And finally, the right-wing-controlled United States Supreme Court issued some horrific rulings in six to three opinions back to back to back this week. Remember, there are six right-wing justices who make up the majority of the court, and in these rulings, businesses can discriminate against minorities under the First Amendment, they claim. Diversity can't be a factor at all in college admissions and President Biden's student debt cancellation program was struck down. We'll break it down for you in a way you can understand and let's talk about what we can do about it. Both, both, both. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Popak. Different background for me today. I decided to maybe just get out of that same room that, that, that I'm in, or I was forced out of the room. Um, you got to do something, uh, go somewhere else, Ben. <laughs> so, enjoying the fourth at a different location, but enjoying the fourth with you, Michael Popak, in this fourth weekend with all of the legal A efforts.
Happy fourth weekend, I agree. And uh, we have a lot to talk about. It's going to be the return of the Popak Porter Board. Talk about some of the things that you outlined related to cooperation. But let's dive right into that superseding yeah, indictment because that makes my that makes me tingly all over to talk about another 45 or so counts against Donald Trump and the location of all that. Then we're going to hit it off in the oh, night. Look, anything that makes you tingly and makes me tingly and then makes all all the legal AFers tingly. I mean, yeah. look, it was big news. It was written by, uh, in a report by The Independent and essentially corroborated in a way by The New York Times because The Times reported that the grand jury that voted to indict Donald Trump is continuing to issue subpoenas, um, meaning they're still investigating other crimes committed by Donald Trump, right? So if we think, oh, well, that grand jury voted to indict, they're done. They're not. Their work is actually still continuing. Um, and then we learn that Jack Smith may be considering other counts against Donald Trump. And look, we know, for yeah. example, that a lot of criminal conduct was committed at Bedminster. Donald Trump has not yet been charged with any criminal count relating to the transmission of the uh, classified information, or in this case, as it relates to the Espionage Act national defense uh, information. But we know he did it. We know that's criminal, meaning that there is potential jurisdiction in New Jersey. That's the situs of those crimes. And in this report by the Independent, they're talking about it could be 35 to 40 more criminal counts. Um, if certain counts are brought in other jurisdictions, there is a potential. I don't want to get everybody's hopes up, though, but there is a potential that another case could be brought in an area where Judge Eileen Patton would not be the judge. Her jurisdiction is Florida, Southern District of Florida specifically. So a crime that takes place in New Jersey could go in front of a New Jersey federal uh, judge if a case is brought there. Um, but look, this was really big news. Michael Popak, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think it's, um, we always were waiting on the other indictments coming out of the other grand juries related to Jan 6th, related to the fake elector scandal and scheme and all of that. But this is now really hard and definitive reporting. And the 35 to 40 more counts will really fall into a number of categories that we can expect. A new set of defendants. And we're going to talk a lot about Rudy Giuliani on this podcast. If you take nothing away from this podcast, it's that Giuliani is in serious legal jeopardy. And despite him having testified, given a proffer, we'll talk about that in the overlapping next segment, he's likely to be prosecuted by Jack Smith, not just by Fawny Willis in Fulton County. And the other, of course, key to all of these additional counts, the person that was in every room that matters, Mark Meadows. We'll talk about him in the cooperation section of this segment. So we've got more people that will be indicted as part of the superseding indictment. And I say you look for Giuliani there. You may see Boris Epstein, another lawyer turned criminal traitor, uh, alleged that Jack Smith will go after. And you'll see more crimes. Even more in serious crimes than the ones that have already been charged against Donald Trump, including for conspiracy to do other bad things. As you said, Ben, and teased in the opening, there are, we know there's investigative areas that they've gotten with witness testimony and evidence concerning that didn't show up in the first indictment. Apps in the surveillance video and why there were missing surveillance video at Mar-a-Lago. 
Bedmin, the whole Bedminster issue, yes, it was mentioned about the uh, the uh, showing of the documents, the Iranian war documents and maps and nuclear codes and things, uh, nuclear records at Bedminster at least twice. But there's a whole Bedminster wing of the indictment that was missing from the original indictment. We expect to see it in the superseding indictment. And just to clarify, superseding indictment, you know, it's a fancy word for saying an amended indictment. It's, a, it's an indictment that replaces the first indictment has many of the same, could have the entire same set of facts and counts, but is rewritten and revised to add people and or, as defendants, and or to counts. There's also been reporting and leaks, of course, coming from Jack Smith's office, I'm sure, that there are other Trump recordings which, that were not mentioned in the indictment in which he's showing off materials from Mar-a-Lago, including to his campaign manager, Susie Wiles. So I expect to see named and unnamed new co-defendants besides just Walt Nauta in the next superseding indictment that's going to come out with Giuliani trying to save himself. Um, we'll talk about it. I think he's cooked. I think he gets indicted yeah. and whether he can cut a deal. That's different. But this proffer that he gave, we'll talk about that in the next segment. <laughs> Um, is not, I don't think, is going to be enough to save him. Meadows' different story because of the number of rooms that Meadows was in uh, that he may be able to um, limit the amount of crimes that he's charged with, but I don't think he's scot-free either. In terms of venue, which you touched on, there's also a debate in the, in the Department of Justice about where to file the superseding indictment or multiple indictments. They, they, they knew they had a good one in four chance of getting Eileen Cannon when they filed in West and checked the box for West Palm Beach because she's one of only four judges that possibly could get it. So they rolled the dice and they got it. They were prepared for her and they have been prepared for her. Um, but they may not want to do that again. District of New Jersey, which covers all of New Jersey and Bedminster, could be for the Bedminster related uh, claims. Um, back to D.C. There's been a parallel grand jury and grand juries related to Mar-a-Lago and other, other things. It's also a natural place for it. So they're going to be able to figure out if they can get away from Canon, if they need to get away from Canon, and do a little bit of um, and do a little bit of venue shopping themselves to see where they want to put these things. But this is not going to be something you and I are going to have to talk about like all summer. Somewhere in the next three to four to five weeks, and maybe even before Fawny Willis's end July, beginning of August, you're going to see. We believe. We're going to see the superseding indictment. And he's got the support. It's, when we go through that list, that's one of the things my, my uh, whiteboard's going to do. We go through that list of cooperating and involuntary and voluntary witnesses, people who had no choice to go before the grand jury, and then the cooperating witnesses who are trying to cut their own deal to save their hide. See, I don't think what special counsel Jack Smith is doing, though, at all is kind of venue shopping or judge shopping, right? To me, that's what Donald Trump does when he is actually filing cases in jurisdictions where they don't belong. Like, special counsel Jack Smith is proving, I think to a lot of our chagrin, that he's kind of doing the exact opposite by filing it in the Southern District of Florida 
even knowing that if you file it in the Southern District of Florida and then file it in the West Palm Beach County Division, because that has a link with Fort Pierce, that's why it was actually a one in four chance. And just so people know how confusing and complicated that is, you know, I think the reporting was that Jack Smith's team actually had to call up the clerk to find out that that was the case because there is kind of unique procedures, local procedures within the districts themselves um, that have, you know, how these specific judges are, are ultimately are ultimately selected. And so even Jack Smith had to get that clarity. But to me, if a crime's committed in Bedminster, that's where the case belongs under Supreme Court precedent. If a crime is committed in Washington, D.C., that's where the case belongs. So I think Jack Smith was just, look, first we're going to charge the gravamon, the bulk of the crimes in the Southern District of Florida, and then we're going to bring them um, we have other crimes as well that we could uh, charge uh, Donald Trump with. Let's talk about Rudy Giuliani, though. This is big news this week. You talked about it. You teased it. Um, what did you say at the, at the outset of the show? It gives you the tingly feelings. I think uh, you know this must give you some tingly feelings as well. Um, but all kidding aside, look, Rudy Giuliani cooperating with special counsel Jack Smith and then kind of bragging about it, right? I mean, Giuliani was reposting and retweeting the news that he sat for this voluntary interview with special counsel Jack Smith. It was always reported that Giuliani had said things like he has an insurance policy out against Donald Trump. We've been reporting here kind of bad story after bad story about Rudy Giuliani. Good for justice, bad for Rudy Giuliani, for example. Uh, he got sanctioned last week in the Ruby Freeman Shamos defamation case where uh, Giuliani will probably have hundreds of thousands of dollars in sanctions. And that's not even the fact that he's going to lose that case and probably owe Ruby Freeman and Shamos millions of dollars. And it yeah. will be non-dischargeable in bankruptcy, given that it's an intentional tort. So it's not like he could discharge it in bankruptcy. They're going to have a judgment against Giuliani for the rest of G Giuliani's life. And in my opinion. So he's in very bad shape. <laughs> he's at his weakest point. He's probably played his final hands and now meeting with special counsel Jack Smith. So Popak, walk us through, like, what's a proper agreement? Yeah. Explain that it provides a limited immunity, but if yeah. there's stuff that the prosecutors have independent of what they learn at this meeting, they can charge somebody for that, you know, for that. And if someone lies during the proper session, they can be charged with that. And if they don't tell the full truth, if they omit even a tiny detail in a proper session, the whole proper session, then any immunity that attached to it becomes void. So break that down. Well, well, well in your question, you've answered it. But let me let me explain the different levels of the problem. I know you're like Popak. Explain to me exactly, and then I'll explain it to you in the question. So, but but let me but let me break down the different types of proffer. I think that's also very interesting for our audience, because all proffers and immunity deals are not created equal, and we have things called proffer and immunity deals, which are sort of the same thing. There's transactional immunity. There's use immunity. We sometimes call use immunity queen for a day immunity. And they're, 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 they're the same things. Then there's deferred and non-prosecution agreements. These are all the things that the defense can try to negotiate with the Department of Justice or prosecutors in order to try to limit as best they can criminal exposure for their particular client. If they're 
if they're successful at the, at, if you're doing this on a continuum, on the far end of the continuum, they're completely successful. They get full immunity for their for their defendant for their client, and the, and the client can just testify at will because he already has a deal that he won't be prosecuted for that crime. And once I lay this out, I'm going to tell you where I think various people fit along this continuum. At the far opposite end of that extreme, if we're talking about proffers and immunities, is the queen for a day use immunity, which is what, um, Ben, you just described, which is, come in, give us a statement under oath. Whatever you tell us, as long as it's the truth and you don't lie to us, because that's a separate crime, but if you don't lie to us and you're fulsome, you're complete, you're honest, fulsome. don't nice. hold back, we believe you're being honest and fulsome nice and not words. lying to us, then whatever you tell us, we can't use directly against you to prosecute you for a crime. Although if we independently develop that same evidence, you're not free from criminal exposure. And that's all on the, on the scale so far. Then we'll talk about those different types of prosecution agreements that can be reached after a proffer. For Rudy Giuliani, he's at the minimum queen for a day. Come mm -hmm. talk to us. If we like what you told us, great. We're still evaluating you. I'm mm -hmm. sure they've told him he's a target. As a target of the investigation, not a witness, changes that dynamic between uh, prosecutors and defense counsel. And come, t and come talk to us about it. Yeah, Rudy's made some tweets, but generally he's been sort of quiet about it because they're still trying to work a deal. And, and the reporting from inside the Department of Justice uh -huh. that you, you and I, Ben, have seen suggests that despite him coming in for the queen for a day last week, he's still on the hit list to be prosecuted. And that, in other words, it wasn't good enough. So the, step one is come talk to us. We'll give you limited immunity. Step two is we'll evaluate whether we're going to prosecute you or not. And if we are, we may defer prosecution, depending on other things. We may agree to not prosecute you. It depends on your, what we need you for, your level of cooperation, and the crimes that are at stake. Meadows on that continuum also, we know, cut a deal. I mean, he's been very uh, absent from any media. and We haven't seen him at all. He's definitely cooperating. If he's, if he's been given more than queen for a day, meaning more than use immunity, we don't quite know that yet. Well, I don't think he's been given full immunity. I think he's still got criminal liability and exposure, but we don't know exactly. But, but regardless of the, the inside baseball about immunity deals and proffers and all that, you have, from a Trump standpoint, you've got Giuliani, who was, you know, let's just talk about the things he was involved with at the highest level, direct connection to Donald Trump, right? He's involved with fake electors. He's involved with the Willard Hotel and the command center on Jan 6. He's a direct link to John Eastman and all of the clinging to power fake elector work. He connects to Sidney Powell. He connects to Steve Bannon and Michael Flynn in the Willard Hotel. Um, he connects to Boris Epstein. So Giuliani is one of the crown jewels if they can get him to testify truthfully on all of these all of these matters as the leader of the litigation, the failed litigation to try to stop uh, the peaceful transfer of power. So that's him. Meadows, I talk about being in all the all the wrong rooms for him. He's involved with Georgia interference, the fake electors, 
the depart using the Department of Justice and Jeffrey Clark and and John Eastman and uh, and uh, other people there to try to uh, use the Department of Justice to weaponize them to keep Trump in power. He's involved with fake electors. He's I mean he there's not a he's involved with Jan Sixth and the organizing on the ellipse of the speech. Burning you know, Donald Trump, uh, burn, that he's got his own problems, burning documents and election fraud and voting fraud being first among them. So you can imagine that the if I'm getting a tingling feeling, the, the mm -hmm. prosecution is salivating over the prospect of having Mark Meadows and Rudy Giuliani both testify against um, against him. And then, as you said earlier, Ben, there's a bunch of people. I want to separate this, too who have testified or provided evidence, both voluntary and involuntary, that are all piling up on Donald Trump, right? Uh -huh. uh, you, you outlined some of them at the beginning of-, of Yeah, we have Michael story. Roman, for example, who was his head of election day operations, right. and Roman was responsible for the fake elector scheme, right? So Roman connects with Eastman and Epstein and Giuliani as well, basically going state to state, finding MAGA Republican sympathizers in state legislatures and saying, hey, why don't we put your name on a fake elector certificate and let's submit that to Pence. And then guess what? We're going to have all our Republican buddies in Congress object to the real elector certificates. And then we're going to try to pressure Pence to say, aha, I've got two certificates here. I got this one. Wait, wait. I got this one. It says Trump one. I guess I'm going to go with the one that said Trump one. That was their plan. The criminal. He cut the deal. He, we, there, it's been reported. We reported two weeks ago that he was going in. But now there's new reporting from two days yep. ago. He cut the Brofford deal. So, so he's done. So you got this group of voluntary people against Donald Trump, Giuliani, Meadows, Michael Roman, so his number two, two GOP officials from Nevada involved with the fake elector scandal, two other fake electors. And then you've got this group of involuntary, you know, uh, the involuntary people who rather not, but had to. So you got Pat Chip Cipollone, who, who was the in-house White House counsel, got stripped of his attorney-client privilege, or Donald Trump did. He had to testify. Evan Corcoran, the lawyer for Donald Trump, also. Alina Haba had to go in and testify. Nah. Christina Bob, the lawyer for mm -hmm. Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, had to go in and testify. And then you've got Operation Coconut. <laughs> Ready for that one, Ben? Oh, I'm ready for Operation. I was born ready for Operation Coconut. <laughs> so you got Operation, let me get this on the screen. You got Operation Coconut, which is the phones that have been picked up by the Department of Justice of lawyers at the, at the heart of this, uh, of the heart of all this. Eastman's phone, John Eastman, the absent-minded professor who's the person who created the fake electors uh, scheme. Jeffrey Clark inside the Department of Justice, who was organizing the coup and using the Department of Justice. His right hand, Mr. Kulikowski, Mr. Epstein, I want to talk about Epstein in a minute, and Cleta Mitchell, all lawyers whose phones have been picked up in Operation Coconut. That's the Department of Justice's word for it, not mine, although I like it. Uh, and so they've been sifting through all of the text messages and emails among all of these lawyers. They've gotten permission to do that from the various courts that have been involved. And that then connects the dots back to people like Michael Roman on the ground on the fake elector scandal um, and Jenna Ellis and Rudy Giuliani, the lawyers you know, in the streets bringing these crazy lawsuits that all failed challenging the election. And so 
The other person in the takeaway for me on this on this edition of the uh, of the legal AF is Rudy Giuliani is in tremendous jeopardy and will likely be indicted despite his proffer. That's what I that's what I think. Boris Epstein, who is in every room and it still shows up at criminal proceedings and arraignments of Donald Trump. He he is connected to almost every major event that we've outlined in the indictment and in the coming indictments through grand jury. You okay, yeah, he has not gone in and cooperated. As far as we know, we have pretty good sources on all these things that, that follow these things. And it's mentioned time and time again, every time there is a, a criminal scheme or allegation that we think is being focused on by a grand jury, Boris Epstein's name pops up. I think in a superseding indictment, we're going to see Boris Epstein. And speaking yeah. of superseding indictments, I'll just put a little footnote here as well. I'm all about footnotes on this episode. <laughs> put a little footnote here as well. I'm curious to see if there will be any superseding indictments against George Santos and the other. All these mega people are just criminals. Um, George Santos, who's being criminally prosecuted out of the Eastern District of New York. There was a court hearing that was actually held on Friday that really hasn't been getting a lot of attention. That's why I wanted to talk about it right here. And at the hearing, prosecutors said they have more than 80,000 pages of evidence against George Santos during that hearing. The next hearing that George Santos has to appear on is September 7th. I want to talk about the breaking news from earlier uh, in, uh, in the day as well. I love when there's breaking news on the weekend, especially when it's bad news for Donald Trump and it's 4th of <laughs> July. You know, that, that, that just makes, that gives me the tingly Popakian feeling as, as well. And we're learning that the then Arizona governor, Doug Ducey, received similar phone calls to the types of phone calls uh, that Donald Trump then made to Brad Raffensperger, threatening him to find votes or else. This was a bombshell report from Washington Post. I want to talk about that, but I want to wish Jordy, the co-founder of the Midas Touch Network, a happy birthday. Did you know today is birthday, Jordy's Jordy. birthday? Big birthday for Jordy. Happy B-Day, Jordy. Um, and we're going to see Jordy right now in a second right here on Legal AF. And I want to say this, though. So Alex Anani, who's our sponsor, I don't know if you know this, Popak, I worked, I did legal work for Alex Anani. And, um, you know, and, and have that personal connection to this company. So to now see on our podcast the fact that Alex and Ani is back and it is and they are advertising on Legal AF is a really cool thing. You, you obviously don't know this either. I did work for them, too. <laughs> we all do work for Alex. And, it, it, it's, it, it's great stuff. It's great to see that Alex and Ani's back. And people may be wondering in the chat, well, these Jack Smith emojis. They're fantastic. How do I get the Legal AF emojis, the Jack Smith emojis, all these emojis? Become a member of our YouTube page. Hit that dollar sign on the bottom. You can get memberships to other people. Get memberships for yourself. Request to receive gifts. Look, we don't have outside investors. That's how we grow this network, and it's a fun way to all participate. I'd love to see everybody in the chat with the Midas Touch Legal AF badges um, and everybody doing the emojis. We'll be right back with some big, big news after this quick break. Jewelry is having a big moment right now, and with hundreds of products popping up in your feed every day, it can be hard to find a brand new truck. Alex and Ani has been creating meaningful jewelry for over 20 years, designing pieces that connect you with all of life's important moments. With 
fast forward that shit. Where is it? Where is it coming? <clears throat> They're coming from people close to Doug Ducey. They're coming from people who know the dirt on Susan Wiles. It's probably someone from DeSantis's campaign on charms from your wrist to your elbow. This piece is an icon for a reason. Completely size inclusive, each bracelet is adorned with a symbol. Back that quick? No, I went, I, went, I went to turn to grab something for the next segment. I was like, are we on live? Is this us? You, you, we'll, 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 you never know when we're live. It's boom, boom. All right, so let's talk about Doug Ducey, then governor of Arizona, um, seems to have received a similar call uh, that Brad Raffensperger, Secretary of State of Georgia, find me 11,780 votes or else Brad, Ra bad things are going to happen to you, Raffensperger. I, I, I know people who can do bad things to you. And then Donald Trump goes, there was nothing wrong with that call because nobody yelled at me and threw ketchup at my face. It's like, OK, not everybody's a maniac. When you listen to the call, Raffensperger in Georgia is saying to Donald Trump, OK, what you're telling me to do is wrong and unlawful and you don't understand what happened there but doug ducey was apparently telling some uh, donors of his and those individuals are speaking uh to the press as well a and look what seems to be taking place you know you mentioned earlier susan wiles who we now learned for example was that employee referenced in the indictment uh there were those two incidents where trump showed classified information to people there was the one where he was showing classified information to mark meadows ghostwriters liz harrington donald trump's spokesperson uh, Margot Martin and others were those people identified there. In that second incident in July or August of 2021, the PAC representative, Susan Wiles, we learned that she has, uh, she at the time was working for a public communications company or a communications firm that had uh, clients from China, you know, Donald Trump, it's all projection, big clients from China who the Senate was investigating for trying to like hack into American people's phones and things like that. But look, the reason I mention that and relate it to Doug Ducey is these sources are coming from Republicans, right? They're coming from people close to Doug Ducey. They're coming from people who know the dirt on Susan Wiles. It's probably someone from DeSantis's campaign on the Susan Wiles side because Wiles used to work at the DeSantis campaign before she was poached by the Trump campaign. But there is a concerted effort to get this information out now, which also leads me to believe if we're hearing about this stuff publicly, imagine what special counsel Jack Smith's team is getting fed to him. That's why I think when the indictment on election interference comes out, I predicted it was going to be hundreds and hundreds of counts. Um, but it's going to be like the indictment in the class. If you thought the indictment in the classified information stole stealing national defense info case was a bombshell. Okay, this election interference is going to be massive. And look for the money laundering, campaign finance violation, and wire fraud charges to stack up in there as well. Popak, thoughts on Doug Ducey? And then we got to talk about the Trump SPAC inside trading scandal. Yeah, that SPAC's never closing, by the way. He's never going to get that $1.3 billion. We'll talk about that next. And that 35 to 45 counts, to be clear, that's going to come probably more out of the Mar-a-Lago document issue and a superseding indictment. There's still bigger, bigger indictments in the hundreds that you just mentioned that will probably come out of 
all those conspiracy and interference and grifting and money laundering, wire fraud, all that. Ducey just demonstrates for me that we know about, we know about three states in which Donald Trump made a phone call and there is evidence of it, either a recording or testimony from the participant in the phone call. Georgia, Nevada, Arizona now. So that indicates to me, this is my Popak cockroach theory. When you see a cockroach in your kitchen, unfortunately, you don't have one cockroach. You have a lot of cockroaches. You only see them one at a time. There's not just three phone calls by Donald Trump. We've just heard about three phone calls from Donald Trump. Jack Smith and his team have other recordings, other witnesses, other phone calls for Donald Trump. It's being spoon-fed out in leaks um, because we're seeing witnesses come in and go and that type of thing. But I, I am reasonably confident that there are more people who have participated in phone conversations with Donald Trump that will support crime charges against him than even you and I are able to talk about on the 4th of July weekend. And as you said, many of them, many of them will be Republican because he was trying to get Republican state house leadership at the governor level, the secretary of state level, the speaker of the house level in every state of the five or six battleground states that he needed to run the table on and convince. This is just how ludicrous this was as a plan. Talk about a plan that was doomed to failure. Even he had a he was so far behind Joe Biden. He had to get five states to flip or more. In order to do that, he had to get in a conspiracy five sets of state house officials, GOP, Republican Party officials, to go along with his scheme, both fake elector and otherwise, to interfere with the election and throw it back to the states. The chances of that happening, as you can as we know now, <laughs> and doing it without committing a crime, was zero. Was zilch. And that's how delusional. Uh, Donald Trump was at the time, and on the on the uh, your, your your comment, I always love when you do Donald Trump impersonations. The other side didn't object. It was a perfectly perfect phone call. Yeah, except in the case of Georgia and at least one other place, they hit record while they were on the phone call because there's recordings of these phone calls. How many times in your life, Ben, have you had a perfectly fine phone call with somebody in your life, but you decided you also needed to hit record while you were doing it? I would venture to say not none. <laughs> but these people do because they realize, holy, holy schmagoli, as we said last week, Donald Trump is... Holy schmagoli, I got tingly feelings in there. I got tingly feelings. This is where <laughs> Marty, when you... Hockey and language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's eventually just going to be gibberish and just you and I laughing hysterically during podcasts. But the holy schmagoli moment is the people are on the other end of these phone calls and they're like, holy shit, I'm getting, I'm getting extorted by the president of the United States to throw an election to him. That doesn't, that sounds wrong. Let me hit record. Um, and that's been happening time and time. And then he's...
dream, you could do what you want to do.
Dance. Instead, we have half ass Sleepy Joe. Hi there, I'm Christopher Prince. <laughs> and I wanted to offer some suggestions to Americans. Topic of Clarence Thomas and the five other Supreme Court justices who, in my opinion, should be removed from office. They should be impeached, charged with corruption and perjury. The line in the and here AOC's rights. And one thing we can do is support AOC's call for Clarence Thomas's resignation to post on the Department of Justice every single day. In the past, I used to write hundreds of letters to me, nothing ever got published. And I blame that on my corporate media monopoly, where our corporations own all of our media. But anyway, the Supreme Court. Okay, the light in I guess criticizing Biden clears all the Trump humpers out of my comment section. Ha ha ha. Trump humpers. They fucking agree with that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Just want everybody to know that TikTok is deleting all my comments that you leave here. Even laughing emoji, exclamation point. Yeah, I saw a couple laughing comments in my filter, and when I approved them, they disappeared. Huh. GFY, TikTok fucking Nazis. <laughs> better, better delete that, just, uh, they're not on delete, they might give you a... They might, uh, do what, what can they do worse? DHS and Pima Sheriffs are also censoring my every word. Which is a crime, that's perjury. They all committed perjury. Instead, instead we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Yeah. Hi there, I'm Christopher Prince. <laughs> and I wanted to offer some suggestions to Americans. Topic of Clarence Thomas and the five other Supreme Court justices who, in my opinion, should be removed from office. They should be impeached, charged with... with Corruption and perjury. The line in the and here AOC's rights. And one thing we can do is support AOC's call for Clarence Thomas's 
actually posts on the Department of Justice every single day. In the past, I used to write hundreds of letters to me that they ever got published, and I blame that on my corporate media monopoly, whereby four corporations own all of our media. But anyway, the Supreme Court. Okay, they lied under oath, which is a crime, that's perjury. They all committed perjury to get confirmed information here. They lied under oath that will be weighed with settled law. Starry stasis. Six justices who should be charged with perjury. So we know what to do. Let's do it. Did you know that 11 people, well, for the majority, 60% of all the complaints against banning books, which have succeeded in banning all kinds of books across the country, full. So if just 11 people call the Justice Department, call all three branches of government, that's another big suggestion. But 11 people calling all three branches of government every day and calling for, well, making demands. Frederick Douglass said, power concedes nothing without demands. So let's make some demands. He also states, agitates, agitates. Well, that would British accent, at any rate, that's uh, one thing we can do to clean up the Supreme Court, the land. And I've called upon Biden many, many times, old man Brandon, pick up the phone. If I were president, I would have picked up the phone a long time ago. Instead of throwing all women under the bus, it's inaction. And my judgment is for Biden. So all you right-wing nuts can love me for that. Anyway, expand courts. I don't understand why we're even having to talk about this. Joe Biden, you need to uh, get up your uh, fun and do your freaking job as president. Because I'm running. This is BS about the student loans out of double down. Instead, we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Hi there, I'm Christopher Prince. And I want Loans out of double down. Cancel all student debts. Instead, we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Hi there, I'm Christopher Prince. <laughs> and I want to offer some suggestions to Americans. Topic of Clarence Thomas and the five other Supreme Court justices who, in my opinion, should be removed from office. They should be impeached, charged with corruption and perjury. The line of earth and hear AOC's rights. And one thing we can do is support AOC's call for Clarence Thomas's resignation. <laughs> posts on the Department of Justice every single day. In the past, I used to write hundreds of letters to me that they ever got published. And I blame that on my corporate media monopoly, whereby four corporations own all of our media. But anyway, the Supreme Court. Okay, they lied under oath, which is a crime, that's perjury. They all committed perjury to get confirmed information here. They lied under oath that will be weighed with settled law. Starry stasis. Six justices who should be charged with perjury. So we know what to do. Let's do it. Did you know that 11 people, well, for the majority, 60% of all the complaints against banning books, which have succeeded in banning all kinds of books across the country full. So if just 11 people call the Justice Department, call all three branches of government, that's another big 
suggestion with 11 people calling all three branches of government every day and calling for, well, making demands. Frederick Douglass said, power concedes nothing without demands. So let's make some demands. He also states, agitates, agitates. Well, not with a British accent, but at any rate, that's uh, one thing we can do to clean up this room for the land. And I've called upon Biden many, many times. Old man Brandon, pick up the phone. If I were president, I would have picked up the phone a long time ago. Instead of throwing all women under the bus, this inaction. And my judgment is for Biden. So all you right-wing nuts can love me for that. Anyway, expand courts. I don't understand why we're even having to talk about this. Joe Biden, you need to uh, get up your uh, bum and do your freaking job as president. Because I'm running. This is BS about the student loans. I would double down. Student dance. Instead, we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Hi there, I'm Christopher Prince. I think that's a brilliant political strategy. And I want to out double down. Cancel all the secret Instead, we have half-assed Sleepy Joe. Republicans would want to, uh, would want to boost my shit, or, you know, they'd be happy. They might like my shit. <laughs> um, and interact positively and not, uh scrumming me and shutting me, shutting me down, shutting me down. TikTok is deleting comments people leave in my comment section to make it look like I have zero All my content tank! Exclamation point. Piss off the censors at DHS and Pima Sheriffs! Exclamation point. Share my shit, bitches! Christopher Prince, <laughs> and I wanted to offer some suggestions to Americans. Topic of Clarence Thomas and the five other Supreme Court justices, who, in my opinion, should be removed. ASU young dams. Oh, here we go. We're going to town. I hope they will let me send it out. Stop fascism. Women camping network. Pro-choice women. Larry Mack, KLPX. Type of times, no jail deaths, our ruling elites, Arizona Dems, post opinions. Oops, undo rescue life. I don't need to do that. Al Franken, there we go. Huff Post Women, University of Arizona, Young Dems, Politico, CNN Politics. Wonder if it's going to go through. Sometimes it won't let me. Um, 
you know, failed to deliver Dan Goldman Women's March Action Cold News No now this politics on on black. So I actually get the best response um most interaction from unarmed black. Probably my number one supporter by just like fucking liking my comments. Thanks for that. Send him or her a personal message just I think that's great. It's one of my allies online invisible allies. That and uh, the New York NWPC, thanks for forwarding some of my posts on Twitter. Netflix is a joke, Fruity Feminist, Comedy Hood Central, Young Dunn's, Washington Post, Arizona's Family, Mish Morton 101, Tempe Improv, MTV, Variety. A la Volta magazine, Rolling Stone, New York Times magazine, Democrats, Daily Show. Let's see if this is going through, Trista. It might be fucking, fucking wasted. Which is what they want. They want me to waste my time and uh, fail to deliver. POTUS, News Hour, Michael Cohen, Style, Women's March. Okay. So far, it looks like it's going through. Requests. One request. Eric Kessner, some fucking mm, porn video or something. Should report them. Spam. Spam, 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 Breaking most privileged motherfuckers on the planet have decided that historically disadvantaged people can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Well said. Bravo. Bravo, well said. LOL. Bravo. Brava. Brava. I'm, I'm, as presidential I'm, candidate 2024, I am calling I'm, for all six of them to be removed and charged, charged with, with perjury, perjury and, and corruption. corruption. Shit. Something going on? You better check your chickens. Check your chickens. At this 35 to 40 more criminal counts and <laughs> get this 35 to 40 more Criminal charges. 
coming down the pike for all diaper dying. Nah. Popcorn. Follow. Or. Upload short. Okay. Trump about to get hit with more charges and sinks to new low legal AF. As we learned that the grand jury investigating Trump's document theft that voted to indict him continues to issue subpoenas and investigate more of Donald Trump's crimes relating to his willful retention and transmission of national defense information. And this just in from earlier today, a weekend bombshell. The Washington Post is reporting that Donald Trump had called former Arizona Governor Doug Ducey yeah, in late 2020 to overturn uh -huh. the state's presidential yeah, election right results. Arizona's election results is being described as a dry Even run Dushy for Trump's later call along to with the that. Secretary of State of Georgia, Brad Raffensperger, That's to surprising. find him the votes or else. But no, anyway? Brad Raffensperger met with Special Counsel Jack Smith this himself. week as well. Who this cares? week we learned that huh. Rudy Giuliani, Trump's personal attorney, entered into a cooperation agreement with Jack Smith, nah. known as a proper agreement where Giuliani, nah. it appears, agreed to tell Jack Smith everything nah. about Donald Trump's conduct and Ooh, crimes. That's, that's what a proper agreement is. So if you are keeping track of cooperating co-conspirators from the past, agreement is. So if you are everything about peers agreed to tell proper agreement where Giuliani, it appears, agreed to tell Jack Smith every proper agreement where Giuliani, it appears. Proper agreement where Giuliani, it appears, agreed to tell Jack Smith. Proper agreement where Giuliani, it appears, agreed to tell Jack
gonna tell Jack Smith everything. Follow. It says they always put fallouts. Follow. Follow for updates. Popcorn. Popcorn. from the past week who have spoken with special counsel Jack Smith in the other criminal investigation into Trump's 2020 election interference and the insurrection. Cuts, Here we go. Giuliani, Trump's personal attorney. Mark Meadows, Trump's former chief of staff. Michael Roman, Trump's former head of election day operations who ran Trump's criminal fake elector scheme. And that's just the tip of the iceberg because we can even talk about people like former Vice President Mike Pence. Also, three investors in the Trump SPAC, known as Digital World Acquisition Company, including one board member, have been indicted for insider trading. Nice. In the pub, told you so, insider trading in the public company that is trying to merge with Trump's social media company or whatever the heck Trump is even calling that thing. We at Legal AF have been all over this. We've been saying since day one of the announcement of Digital World Acquisition Company, they were doing everything improperly when it comes to SPACs. We raised the red flag of insider trading, and I think we can expect more moves from the Department of Justice and the SEC as well in the near future. The Manhattan District Attorney was in federal court this week battling Trump's lawyers, attempting to get the criminal case, Trump's lawyers that is, were attempting to get the criminal case against Trump, uh, where 34 felony counts for falsification of business records were brought against Donald Trump in state court. Trump's lawyers wanted that removed to federal court, and the federal judge in the Southern District of New York who heard oral arguments this week that lasted a little bit over two hours and 30 minutes. There he is, federal judge Alvin Ellerstein. Ellerstein was not buying what Trump's lawyers were selling, and it looks like from oral argument, as we predicted here, that case is going to be proceeding in New York State Court only, and the judge is going to issue a remand, but we will see. And finally, the right-wing-controlled United States Supreme Court issued some horrific rulings in six to three opinions back to back to back this week. Remember, there are six right-wing justices who make up the majority of the court, and in these rulings, businesses can discriminate against minorities under the First Amendment, they claim. Diversity can't be a factor at all in college admissions, and President Biden's student debt cancellation program was struck down. We'll break it down for you in a way you can understand, and let's talk about what we can do about it. Vote, vote, vote. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Popak. Different background for me today. I decided to maybe just get out of that same room that, that, that I'm in, or I was forced out of the room. Um, you got to do something. Uh, go somewhere else, Ben. <laughs> so enjoying the fourth at a different location, but enjoying the fourth with you, Michael Popak, in this fourth weekend with all of the legal A efforts.
Happy fourth weekend, I agree. And uh, we had a lot to talk about. It's going to be the return of the Popak Porter Board. Talk about some of the things that you outlined related to cooperation. But let's dive right into that superseding yeah, indictment because that makes my that makes me tingly all over to talk about another 45 or so counts against Donald Trump and the location of all that. Daniel, you want to hit it off in the night? Oh, look, anything that makes you tingly then makes me tingly and then makes all all the legal AFers tingly. I mean, yeah. look, it was big news. It was written by, uh, in a report by The Independent and essentially corroborated in a way by The New York Times because The Times reported that the grand jury that voted to indict Donald Trump is continuing to issue subpoenas, um, meaning they're still investigating other crimes committed by Donald Trump, right? So if we think, oh, well, that grand jury voted to indict, they're done. They're not. Their work is actually still continuing. Um, and then we learn that Jack Smith may be considering other counts against Donald Trump. And look, we know, for yeah. example, that a lot of criminal conduct was committed at Bedminster. Donald Trump has not yet been charged with any criminal count relating to the transmission of the uh, classified information, or in this case, as it relates to the Espionage Act national defense uh, information. But we know he did it. We know that's criminal, meaning that there is potential jurisdiction in New Jersey. That's the situs of those crimes. And in this report by the Independent, they're talking about it could be 35 to 40 more criminal counts. Um, if certain counts are brought in other jurisdictions, there is a potential. I don't want to get everybody's hopes up, though, but there is a potential that another case could be brought in an area where Judge Eileen Patton would not be the judge. Her jurisdiction is Florida, Southern District of Florida specifically. So a crime that takes place in New Jersey could go in front of a New Jersey federal uh, judge if a case is brought there. Uh, but look, this was really big news. Michael Popak, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think it's, um, we always were waiting on the other indictments coming out of the other grand juries related to Jan 6th, related to the fake elector scandal and scheme and all of that. But this is now really hard and definitive reporting. And the 35 to 40 more counts will really fall into a number of categories that we can expect. A new set of defendants. And we're going to talk a lot about Rudy Giuliani on this podcast. If you take nothing away from this podcast, it's that Giuliani is in serious legal jeopardy. And despite him having testified, given a proffer, we'll talk about that in the overlapping next segment, he's likely to be prosecuted by Jack Smith, not just by Claudia Willis in Fulton County. And the other, of course, key to all of these additional counts, the person that was in every room that matters, Mark Meadows, We'll talk about him in the cooperation section of this segment. So we've got more people that will be indicted as part of the superseding indictment. And I say you look for Giuliani there. You may see Boris Epstein, another lawyer turned criminal traitor, uh, alleged that Jack Smith will go after. And you'll see more crimes. Even more in serious crimes than the ones that have already been charged against Donald Trump, including for conspiracy to do other bad things. As you said, Ben, and teased in the opening, there are, we know there's investigative areas that they've gotten with witness testimony and evidence concerning that didn't show up in the first indictment. Apps in the surveillance video and why there were missing surveillance video at Mar-a-Lago. Bedman, the whole Bedminster issue, yes, it was mentioned about the 
the uh, showing of the documents, the Iranian war documents and maps and nuclear codes and things, uh, nuclear records at Bedminster at least twice. But there's a whole Bedminster wing of the indictment that was missing from the original indictment. We expect to see it in the superseding indictment. And just to clarify, superseding indictment, you know, it's a fancy word for saying an amended indictment. It's a it's an indictment that replaces the first indictment, has many of the same, could have the entire same set of facts and counts, but is rewritten and revised to add people and or as defendants and or to counts. There's also been reporting and leaks, of course, coming from Jack Smith's office, I'm sure, that there are other Trump recordings which that were not mentioned in the indictment in which he's showing off materials from Mar-a-Lago, including to his campaign manager, Susie Wiles. So I expect to see named and unnamed new co-defendants besides just Walt Mauda in the next superseding indictment that's going to come out with Giuliani trying to save himself. Um, we'll talk about it. I think he's cooked. I think he gets indicted, yeah. and whether he can cut a deal, that's different. But this proffer that he gave, we'll talk about that in the next segment, um, is not, I don't think, is going to be enough to save him. Meadows' different story because of the number of rooms that Meadows was in uh, that he may be able to um, limit the amount of crimes that he's charged with, but I don't think he's scot-free either. In terms of venue, which you touched on, there's also a debate in the, in the Department of Justice about where to file the superseding indictment or multiple indictments. They, they, they knew they had a good one in four chance of getting Eileen Cannon when they filed in West and checked the box for West Palm Beach because she's one of only four judges that possibly could get it. So they rolled the dice and they got it. And they were prepared for her and they have been prepared for her. Um, but they may not want to do that again. District of New Jersey covers all of New Jersey and Bedminster would be for the Bedminster related uh, claims. Um, back to D.C. There's been a parallel grand jury and grand juries related to Mar-a-Lago and other, other things. It's also a natural place for it. So they're going to be able to figure out if they can get away from Canada, if they need to get away from Canada, and do a little bit of um, and do a little bit of venue shopping themselves to see where they want to put these things. But this is not going to be something you and I are going to have to talk about like all summer. Somewhere in the next three to four to five weeks, and maybe even before Fawny Willis's end July, beginning of August, you're going to see. We believe. We're going to see the superseding indictment. And he's got the support. Because when we go through that list, that's one of the things my, my uh, whiteboard is going to do. We go through that list of cooperating and involuntary and voluntary witnesses, people who had no choice to go before the grand jury, and then the cooperating witnesses who are trying to cut their own deal to save their hide. See, I don't think what Special Counsel Jack Smith is doing, though, at all is kind of venue shopping or judge shopping, right? To me, that's what Donald Trump does when he is actually filing cases in jurisdictions where they don't belong. Like, Special Counsel Jack Smith is proving, I think to a lot of our chagrin, that he's kind of doing the exact opposite by filing it in the Southern District of Florida 
even knowing that if you file it in the Southern District of Florida and then file it in the West Palm Beach County Division, because that has a link with Fort Pierce, that's why it was actually a one in four chance. And just so people know how confusing and complicated that is, you know, I think the reporting was that Jack Smith's team actually had to call up the clerk to find out that that was the case because there is kind of unique procedures local procedures within the districts themselves um, that have you know h how these specific judges are, are ultimately are ultimately selected and so even Jack Smith had to get that clarity but to me if a crime's committed in Bedminster that's where the case belongs under Supreme Court precedent if a crime is committed in Washington DC that's where the case belongs so I think Jack Smith was just look first we're going to charge the gravamon the bulk of the crimes in the Southern District of Florida, and then we're going to bring them. Um, we have other crimes as well that we could uh, charge uh, Donald Trump with. Let's talk about Rudy Giuliani, though. This is big news this week. You talked about it. You teased it. Um, what did you say at the, at the outset of the show? It gives you the tingly feelings. <laughs> I think uh, you know this must give you some tingly feelings as well. Um, but all kidding aside, look, Rudy Giuliani cooperating with special counsel Jack Smith and then kind of bragging about it, right? I mean, Giuliani was reposting and retweeting the news that he sat for this voluntary interview with special counsel Jack Smith. It was always reported that Giuliani had said things like he has an insurance policy out against Donald Trump. We've been reporting here kind of bad story after bad story about Rudy Giuliani. Good for justice, bad for Rudy Giuliani, for example. Uh, he got sanctioned last week in the Ruby Freeman Shamos defamation case where uh, Giuliani will probably have hundreds of thousands of dollars in sanctions. And that's not even the fact that he's going to lose that case and probably owe Ruby Freeman and Shamos millions of dollars. And yeah. it will be non-dischargeable in bankruptcy given that it's an intentional <laughs> Court. So it's not like he could discharge it in bankruptcy. They're going to have a judgment against Giuliani for the rest of Giuliani's life, in, in my opinion. So he's in very bad shape. <laughs> he's at his weakest point. He's probably played his final hands and now meeting with special counsel Jack Smith. So Popak, walk us through, like, what's a proper agreement? Yeah. Explain that it provides a limited immunity, but if yeah. there's stuff that the prosecutors have independent of what they learn at this meeting, they can charge somebody for that, you know, for that. And if someone yeah. lies during the proper session, they could be charged with that. And if they don't tell the full truth, if they omit even a tiny detail in a proper session, the whole proper session, then any immunity that attached to it becomes void. So break that down. Well, well, well in your question, you've answered it. But let me let me explain the different well, levels of problem. You're like, Popa, explain to me exactly, and then I'll explain it to you in the question. So, but but let me but let me break down the different types of proffer. I think that's also very interesting for our audience, because all proffers and immunity deals are not created equal, and we have things called proffer and immunity deals, which are sort of the same thing. There's transactional immunity. There's use immunity. We sometimes call use immunity queen for a day immunity. And they're, 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 they're the same things. Then there's deferred and non-prosecution agreements. These are all the things that the defense can try to negotiate with the Department of Justice or prosecutors in order to try to limit as best they can criminal exposure for their particular client. If they're, 
if they're successful at the, at, if you're doing this on a continuum, on the far end of the continuum, they're completely successful. They get full immunity for their for their defendant, for their client. And the, and the client can just testify at will because he already has a deal that he won't be prosecuted for that crime. And once I lay this out, I'm going to tell you where I think various people fit along this continuum. At the far opposite end of that extreme, if we're talking about proffers and immunities, is the queen for a day use immunity, which is what, um, Ben, you just described, which is, come in, give us a statement under oath. Whatever you tell us, as long as it's the truth and you don't lie to us, because that's a separate crime, but if you don't lie to us and you're fulsome, you're complete, you're honest, fulsome. don't nice. hold back, we believe you're being honest and fulsome nice and not words. lying to us, then whatever you tell us, we can't use directly against you to prosecute you for a crime. Although if we independently develop that same evidence, you're not free from criminal exposure. And that's all on the, on the scale so far. Then we'll talk about those different types of prosecution agreements that can be reached after a proffer. For Rudy Giuliani, he's at the minimum queen for a day. Come mm -hmm. talk to us. If we like what you told us, great. We're still evaluating you. I'm mm -hmm. sure they've told him he's a target. As a target of the investigation, not a witness, changes that dynamic between uh, prosecutors and defense counsel. And come, and come talk to us about it. Yeah, Rudy's made some tweets, but generally he's been sort of quiet about it because they're still trying to work a deal. And, and the reporting from inside the Department of Justice uh -huh. that you, you and I, Ben, have seen suggests that despite him coming in for the queen for a day last week, he's still on the hit list to be prosecuted. And that, in other words, it wasn't good enough. So the, step one is come talk to us. We'll give you limited immunity. Step two is we'll evaluate whether we're going to prosecute you or not. And if we are, we may defer prosecution depending on other things. We may agree to not prosecute you. It depends on your, what we need you for, your level of cooperation, and the crimes that are at stake. Meadows on that continuum also, we know, cut a deal. I mean, he's been very uh, absent from any media. I mean, we haven't seen him at all. He is definitely cooperating. If he's, if he's been given more than queen for a day, meaning more than use immunity, we don't quite know that yet. Well, I don't think he's been given full immunity. I think he's still got criminal liability and exposure, but we don't know exactly. But, but regardless of the, the inside baseball about immunity deals and propers and all that, you have, from a Trump standpoint, you've got Giuliani, who was, you know, let's just talk about the things he was involved with at the highest level, direct connection to Donald Trump, right? He's involved with fake electors. He's involved with the Willard Hotel and the command center on Jan 6. He's a direct link to John Eastman and all of the clinging to power fake elector work. He connects to Sidney Powell. He connects to Steve Bannon and Michael Flynn in the Willard Hotel. Um, he connects to Boris Epstein. So Giuliani is one of the crown jewels if they can get him to testify truthfully on all of these all of these matters as the leader of the litigation, the failed litigation to try to stop uh, the peaceful transfer of power. So that's him. Meadows, I talk about being in all the all the wrong rooms for him. 
He's involved with Georgia interference, the fake electors, the depart using the Department of Justice and Jeffrey Clark and and John Eastman and uh, and uh, other people there to try to uh, use the Department of Justice to weaponize them to keep Trump in power. He's involved with fake electors. He's I mean he there's not a he's involved with Jan Six and the organizing on the ellipse of the speech. Burning you know, Donald Trump, uh, burn, that he's got his own problems, burning documents and election fraud and voting fraud being first among them. So you can imagine that the if I'm getting a tingling feeling, the, the mm -hmm. prosecution is salivating over the prospect of having Mark Meadows and Rudy Giuliani both testify against um, against him. And then, as you said earlier, Ben, there's a bunch of people. I want to separate this, too who have testified or provided evidence, both voluntary and involuntary, that are all piling up on Donald Trump, right? Uh -huh. uh, you, you outlined some of them at the beginning of-, of Yeah, we have Michael story. Roman, for example, who was his head of election day operations, right. and Roman was responsible for the fake elector scheme, right? So Roman connects with Eastman and Epstein and Giuliani as well, basically going state to state, finding MAGA Republican sympathizers in state legislatures and saying, hey, why don't we put your name on a fake elector certificate and let's submit that to Pence. And then guess what? We're going to have all our Republican buddies in Congress object to the real elector certificates. And then we're going to try to pressure Pence to say, aha, I've got two certificates here. I got this one. Wait, wait. I got this one. It says Trump one. I guess I'm going to go with the one that said Trump one. That was their plan. The criminal. He cut the deal. He, we, there, it's been reported. We reported two weeks ago that he was going in. But now there's new reporting from two days yep. ago. He cut the Brofford deal. So, so he's done. So you got this group of voluntary people against Donald Trump, Giuliani, Meadows, Michael Roman, you know, his number two, two GOP officials from Nevada involved with the fake elector scandal, two other fake electors. And then you've got this group of involuntary, you know, uh, the involuntary people who rather not, but had to. So you got Pat Chip Cipollone, who, who was the in-house White House counsel, got stripped of his attorney-client privilege, or Donald Trump did. He had to testify. Evan Corcoran, the lawyer for Donald Trump, also. Alina Haba had to go in and testify. Nah. Christina Bob, the lawyer for mm -hmm. Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, had to go in and testify. And then you've got Operation Coconut. <laughs> Ready for that one, Ben? Oh, I'm ready for Operation. I was born ready for Operation Coconut. <laughs> so you got Operation, let me get this on the screen. You got Operation Coconut, which is the phones that have been picked up by the Department of Justice of lawyers at the at the heart of this, uh, of the heart of all this. Eastman's phone, John Eastman, the absent-minded professor who's the person who created the fake electors uh, scheme. Jeffrey Clark inside the Department of Justice, who was organizing the coup and using the Department of Justice. His right hand, Mr. Kulikowski, Mr. Epstein, I want to talk about Epstein in a minute, and Cleta Mitchell, all lawyers whose phones have been picked up in Operation Coconut. That's the Department of Justice's word for it, not mine, although I like it. Uh, and so they've been sifting through all of the text messages and emails among all of these lawyers. They've gotten permission to do that from the various courts that have been involved. And that then connects the dots back to people like Michael Roman on the ground on the fake elector scandal um, and Jenna Ellis and Rudy Giuliani, the lawyers 
you know, in the streets, bringing these crazy lawsuits that all failed, challenging the election. And so the other person in the takeaway for me on this on this edition of the uh, of the legal AF is Rudy Giuliani is in tremendous jeopardy and will likely be indicted despite his proffer. That's what I that's what I think. Boris Epstein, who is in every room and it still shows up at criminal proceedings and arraignments of Donald Trump. He he is connected to almost every major event that we've outlined in the indictment and in the coming indictments through grand jury. You okay, yeah, he has not gone in and cooperated. As far as we know, we have pretty good sources on all these things that, that follow these things. And it's mentioned time and time again, every time there is a, a criminal scheme or allegation that we think is being focused on by a grand jury, Boris Epstein's name pops up. I think in a superseding indictment, we're going to see Boris Epstein. And speaking yeah. of superseding indictments, I'll just put a little footnote here as well. I'm all about footnotes on this episode. <laughs> put a little footnote here as well. I'm curious to see if there will be any superseding indictments against George Santos and the other... All these mega people are just criminals. Um, George Santos, who's being criminally prosecuted out of the Eastern District of New York. There was a court hearing that was actually held on... Friday that really hasn't been getting a lot of attention. That's why I wanted to talk about it right here. And at the hearing, prosecutors said they have more than 80,000 pages of evidence against George Santos during that hearing. The next hearing that George Santos has to appear on is September 7th. I want to talk about the breaking news from earlier uh, in, uh, in the day as well. I love when there's breaking news on the weekend, especially when it's bad news for Donald Trump and it's 4th of <laughs> July. You know, that, that, that just makes, that gives me the tingly Popakian feeling as, as well. And we're learning that the then Arizona governor, Doug Ducey, received similar phone calls to the types of phone calls uh, that Donald Trump then made to Brad Raffensperger, threatening him to find votes or else. This was a bombshell report from Washington Post. I want to talk about that, but I want to wish Jordy, the co-founder of the Midas Touch Network, a happy birthday. Did you know today is happy Jordy's birthday, Jordy. birthday, big birthday for Jordy. Happy B-Day, Jordy. Um, and we're going to see Jordy right now in a second right here on Legal AF. And I want to say this, though. So Alex and Ani, who's our sponsor, I don't know if you know this, Popak, I worked, I did legal work for Alex and Ani. And, um, you know, and, and have that personal connection to this company. So to now see on our podcast the fact that Alex and Ani is back and it is and they are advertising on Legal AF is a really cool thing. You, you obviously don't know this either. I did work for them, too. <laughs> we all do work for Alex. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's great stuff. It's great to see that Alex and Ani's back. And people may be wondering in the chat, well, these Jack Smith emojis. They're fantastic. How do I get the Legal AF emojis, the Jack Smith emojis, all these emojis? Become a member of our YouTube page. Hit that dollar sign on the bottom. You can get memberships to other people. Get memberships for yourself. Request to receive gifts. Look, we don't have outside investors. That's how we grow this network, and it's a fun way to all participate. I'd love to see everybody in the chat with the Midas Touch Legal AF badges um, and everybody doing the emojis. We'll be right back with some big, big news after this quick break. Jewelry is having a big moment right now, and with hundreds of products popping up in your feed every day, it can be hard to find a brand new truck. Alex and Ani has been creating meaningful jewelry for over 20 years, designing pieces that connect you with all of life's important moments.
gonna fast forward that shit. Where is it? Where's it coming? <clears throat> They're coming from people close to Doug Ducey. They're coming from people who know the dirt on Susan Wiles. It's probably someone from DeSantis's campaign on charms from your wrist to your elbow. This piece is an icon for a reason. Completely size inclusive, each bracelet is adorned with a symbol. Back that quick? No, I went, I, went, I went to turn to grab something for the next segment. I was like, are we on live? Is this us? You never know when we're live. It's boom, boom. All right, so let's talk about Doug Ducey, then governor of Arizona, um, seems to have received a similar call uh, that Brad Raffensperger, Secretary of State of Georgia, find me 11,780 votes or else Brad, Ra bad things are going to happen to you, Raffensperger. I, I, I know people who can do bad things to you. And then Donald Trump goes, there was nothing wrong with that call because nobody yelled at me and threw ketchup at my face. It's like, okay, not everybody's a maniac. When you listen to the call, Raffensperger in Georgia is saying to Donald Trump, okay, what you're telling me to do is wrong and unlawful and you don't understand what happened there, but Doug Ducey was apparently telling some uh, donors of his, and those individuals are speaking uh, to the press as well. And, and look, what seems to be taking place, you know, you mentioned earlier Susan Wiles, who we now learned, for example, was that employee referenced in the indictment. Uh, there were those two incidents where Trump showed classified information to people. There was the one where he was showing classified information to Mark Meadows' ghostwriters, Liz Harrington, Donald Trump's spokesperson, uh, Margot Martin, and others were those people identified there. In that second incident in July or August of 2021, the PAC representative, Susan Wiles, we learned that she has... Uh, she, at the time, was working for a public communications company or a communications firm that had uh, clients from China. You know, Donald Trump, it's all projection. Big clients from China who the Senate was investigating for trying to, like, hack into American people's phones and things like that. But, look, the reason I mention that and relate it to Doug Ducey is these sources are coming from Republicans, right? They're coming from People close to Doug Ducey, they're coming from people who know the dirt on Susan Wiles. It's probably someone from DeSantis's campaign on the Susan Wiles side, because Wiles used to work at the DeSantis campaign before she was poached by the Trump campaign. But there is a concerted effort to get this information out now, which also leads me to believe... If we're hearing about this stuff publicly, imagine what special counsel Jack Smith's team is getting fed to him. That's why I think when the indictment on election interference comes out, I predicted it was going to be hundreds and hundreds of counts. Um, but it's going to be like the indictment in the class. If you thought the indictment in the classified information stole stealing national defense info case was a bombshell. Okay, this election interference is going to be massive. And look for the money laundering, campaign finance violation, and wire fraud charges to stack up in there as well. Popak, thoughts on Doug Ducey? And then we got to talk about the Trump SPAC inside trading scandal. Yeah, that SPAC's never closing, by the way. He's never going to get that $1.3 billion. We'll talk about that next. And that 35 to 45 counts, to be clear, that's going to come probably more out of the Mar-a-Lago document issue and a superseding indictment. There's still bigger, bigger indictments in the hundreds that you just mentioned that will probably come out of 
all those conspiracy and interference and grifting and money laundering, wire fraud, all that. Ducey just demonstrates for me that we know about, we know about three states in which Donald Trump made a phone call and there is evidence of it, either a recording or testimony from the participant in the phone call. Georgia, Nevada, Arizona now. So that indicates to me, this is my Popak cockroach theory. When you see a cockroach in your kitchen, unfortunately, you don't have one cockroach. You have a lot of cockroaches. You only see them one at a time. There's not just three phone calls by Donald Trump. We've just heard about three phone calls from Donald Trump. Jack Smith and his team have other recordings, other witnesses, other phone calls for Donald Trump. It's being spoon-fed out in leaks um, because we're seeing witnesses come in and go and that type of thing. But I, I am reasonably confident that there are more people who have participated in phone conversations with Donald Trump that will support crime charges against him than even you and I are able to talk about on the 4th of July weekend. And as you said, many of them, many of them will be Republican because he was trying to get Republican state house leadership at the governor level, the secretary of state level, the speaker of the house level in every state of the five or six battleground states that he needed to run the table on and convince. This is just how ludicrous this was as a plan. Talk about a plan that was doomed to failure. Even he had a he was so far behind Joe Biden. He had to get five states to flip or more. In order to do that, he had to get in a conspiracy five sets of state house officials, GOP, Republican Party officials, to go along with his scheme, both fake elector and otherwise, to interfere with the election and throw it back to the states. The chances of that happening, as you can as we know now, <laughs> and doing it without committing a crime, was zero. Was zilch. And that's how delusional. Uh, Donald Trump was at the time, and on the on the uh, your, your your comment, I always love when you do Donald Trump impersonations. The other side didn't object. It was a perfectly perfect phone call. Yeah, except in the case of Georgia and at least one other place, they hit record while they were on the phone call because there's recordings of these phone calls. How many times in your life, Ben, have you had a perfectly fine phone call with somebody in your life, but you decided you also needed to hit record while you were doing it? I would venture to say not none. <laughs> but these people do because they realize, holy, holy schmagoli, as we said last week, Donald Trump is... Holy schmagoli, I got tingly feelings. In I got tingly feelings. <laughs> this is where yeah, Marty, when you... Hockey and language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's eventually it's just going to be gibberish and just you and I laughing hysterically during podcasts. But the holy schmagoli moment is people are on the other end of these phone calls. And they're like, holy shit, I'm getting, I'm getting extorted by the president of the United States to throw an election to him. That doesn't, that sounds wrong. Let me hit record. Um, and that's been happening time and time. And then he's, 